0: Hi Jacqueline, we're glad to have you back for extra credit. Thanks for having me. Okay, do me a favor and let's start with some quick background. What, for those people who may not know, is DCF?
1: DCF is the Department of Children and Families. They are responsible for investigating and looking into complaints or allegations of abuse and neglect.
0: Things for the department have not always been rosy, and for the past 30 or so years, the department has been under federal oversight. Can you back up to the late 1980s and tell me what sort of conditions got to the point where the federal government had to intervene?
1: There were children that when they were entering foster care they weren't receiving adequate services so if they needed things like a dentist appointment Mm. or a social worker even to see them on a regular basis that wasn't necessarily happening a lot of the times so some attorneys stepped in and said hey we don't think that children are being appropriately cared for and that the foster care system is equipped to provide the services that these really vulnerable children need
0: and this is all the way back in the 1980s Lawsuit was filed. And since then, there's been an oversight monitor appointed by the court?
1: Yep. So there's a federal court monitor. He does regular reports on these quality benchmarks, Mm -hmm. things like, are children on wait lists who get services that they require? Are children in institutional settings where, you know, there's a shift worker caring for them, which research shows is not the best practice?
0: And for the past eight years, under that s- same oversight, we've had the same DCF commissioner, Joette Katz, in place. What has been the Malloy administration's record of compliance and of improving uh, based on those benchmarks?
1: So it's a mixed bag. On many of the benchmarks, the state has been moving in the right direction on things like not having kids in institutional care. The state's really mm. put a strong emphasis on things like that. But the state has had some fiscal challenges. So things like having access to some doctor's appointments or there just aren't the social workers to provide care, or provide the interventions that some of these vulnerable children need. The federal court monitor has been saying for you know years, there aren't enough social workers and that if a child's in foster care, they need supervision, they need a an adult to guide them through the services that they
0: require. As we move into a new gubernatorial administration, what do you see as some of the major challenges for the Department of Children and Families that have yet to be addressed and that are on the horizon?
1: The current Department of Children and Families under this administration has moved in into a new model where they really put a lot more trust on keeping kids with their families. Mm. And with that comes risk. And so when they've kept kids with their families, that means that there are going to be some incidents that have some bad outcomes. The University of Connecticut School of Social Work, their Performance Improvement Center, they did some research on that new model. It's called the differential response system. And they found that there were um, 13 deaths in this new system that did happen, seven were the result of maltreatment. When a child dies that's in foster care, that puts a lot of public pressure on the system to say, hey, is this strategy working Mm -hmm. of keeping kids with their families more often and taking those calculated risks? That'll be the next question for the next administration.
0: Is the risk of keeping kids with their families worth it?
1: Exactly, versus the trauma that you put on kids by taking them and ripping them out of their families and putting them in stranger care Mm -hmm. and all that comes with that.
0: Complicated, important stuff. Jacqueline, rape. Thomas covers child welfare and lots of other things for the Connecticut Mirror. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you.